And so the seasons went rolling into summer as one rambles into higher and higher grass. From Henry David Thoreau, Harvard Dropout. Good morning, everyone. This is Rob McCall, and this is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. Now, Awanajo is an Algonquian word meaning small, misty mountain. And this is the Almanac for July 8th to the 15th, 2005, the first quarter of the buck moon, if we've got that figured right. First, here are some natural events for this quarter moon. We have a beautiful high bush cranberry, Viburnum opulus, in the yard that started out as a single slip from the extension service nearly 20 years ago. This shrub is now over eight feet high, puts out palmate leaves and numbers of beautiful white flowers in umbrals in the springtime, and then these become berries that grow and ripen throughout the summer until they hang in great clusters like juicy red rubies when the fall rolls around. And then these berries provide feed for the birds, particularly the sweet whispering cedar wax wings, all through the winter. In a remarkable demonstration of self-restraint, the birds never seem to eat all of the berries at once, but they eat a few at a time so that they last through the whole cold season. Well, in mid-May this year, much to our horror, this fine shrub was stripped of its leaves by the ravenous larvae of the viburnum leaf beetle, Peralta viburni, an imported pest that's been working its way south from Canada since the 1940s. The thin worm-like larva that does the damage is about three-eighths of an inch long. It has a translucent yellow body and a dark head, and they can defoliate the whole thing. They hatch out from egg cases deposited by the adult beetles the previous fall. So great was our sorrow at the defoliation of our beloved shrub, we walk by it every day, that we nearly cut it down, but we decided to let it stand until after the 4th of July. Well, around July the 1st, we noticed, to our wonder and delight, a whole second set of sprouts and leaves pushing forth bright and green from the bare branches. We can't know yet whether our vibrant viburnum will survive, but we're quite in awe of its ability to recover from this massive trauma. The urge to life is so strong, so inspiring, whether it's in a defoliated shrub a damaged person, or a devastated nation. Uh, for the Field and Forest Report, after the Donnybrook uh, generated by the weed-whacking of alien lupin at Acadia National Park, which uh, is still reverberating through the editorial pages, by the way, we're leafing through our field guide to wildflowers, noticing other well-loved but alien species. These include the red clover, bouncing bet, bell flower, which is called blue bell around here, musk mallow, daylily, um, orange hawkweed, which is called Indian paintbrush, the field pansy, Johnny jump up, the nightshade, the pink, the familiar daisy, and of course the honored apple tree. All of these are aliens not indigenous to Maine. This is not to mention other non-indigenous species like the string bean, 
cabbage, tomato, potato, broccoli, Bach, Beethoven, Christianity, and the English language. Well, you probably get the point. Oh, here's a way down east report. We were in Eastport along with an estimated 10,000 others for the 4th of July, the biggest day of the year in that rough-and-tumble town on the eastern edge of America. The big parade showed that the Canadians are good at dressing sharp, marching in order, and playing everything from live brass band to steel band to bagpipe music. And that the Americans are good at driving everything from huge trucks to loud motorcycles to Humvees to go-karts. The fireworks were utterly bombastic. Meanwhile, the proposal for a liquid natural gas depot at the Passamaquoddy Reservation that would put the school, the church, the cultural museum, the cemetery, and the bulk of the population in a critical danger zone jumped another hurdle this past week when the Federal Bureau of Indian Affairs approved the proposed financial return to the tribe from Oklahoma-based Quaddy Bay LLC. LLC, by the way, stands for Limited Liability Corporation. You probably get the point of that, too. And a mountain report. See the visitors from so many states and countries walking through the lush fields and climbing the stairway to heaven. And finally, here, here are two seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. The first from Hal Borland. He says, Summer is a promissory note signed in June. It's long days spent and gone before you know it and due to be repaid next January. And from Henry James, summer afternoon, summer afternoon, the two most beautiful words in the English language. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from us. Go out and see for yourself.